Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap, everyone. And let us pray. Thank you, Father, this morning. We are so blessed to be here. We give you all the glory for this gathering. This morning, we ask that as you always do, speak to us and speak into our lives. Let the Holy Spirit bring us understanding. Reveal yourself unto us. Let us hear everything that we need to hear and let us see what we must see. I pray that we will be mightily blessed this morning because we came in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Tell your neighbor, it's good to see you this morning. And your life will be greatly blessed because you came. And then give your neighbor a smile. Is it a good smile? For some of us, we have very wicked smiles. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles. Turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 9. Reading verse 27 to 28. Hebrews 9, 27 to 28. From the New King James Version of the Bible. Our New King James Version. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 to 28. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time. Apart from sin, for salvation. And then let's open to another scripture in First Thessalonians chapter five. Verse 9 to 10. It says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Growing up as a kid, I can recall that Sunday evenings were very special for us. And the reason is because we will have an opportunity to watch a very popular Akan drama series on the television. And this was the Osofo Dazi series. Now, you millennials, you won't understand what I'm talking about, so don't even try. But in those days, you know, we started off with black and white television. 
black and white and later on it changed to colored TV and many people did not have televisions in their homes we were fortunate to have one and every Sunday evening we always looked forward to when we will get to watch now it had a signature tune which was a song by a very popular um, Afro pop group called Osibisa and it's a song that I'm sure you're familiar with. I'm sure you've heard it before. We are going, heaven knows where we are going. We know we are. We will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. It will be hard, we know. And the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. Have you heard that song before? It was a very popular song. I never really thought much about the song and the words or the meaning of the song. We just enjoyed it. But when I became older and after I got born again, I started thinking about the words of the song. Now what does it really mean? I think that is a song that is describing the journey of life. And the fact that there are a lot of questions and a lot of things we don't have answers to. So it says, we are going. Heaven knows where we are going. And it is as if to say that we are going somewhere we don't know. But all we know is that we will get there. Now I found that very curious. Because if you don't know where you are going, how will you know whether you have arrived or not? Think about it. You know, so I found that bit of the song very curious. And it says that it will be difficult, it will be hard, the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there and all of that. And so it gives the impression that there are a lot of things we don't have answers to. And there are a lot of questions of this life we don't have answers to. It's almost like we are moving in the dark. Not sure about our destination. Not certain about how we will get there. Now there is some element of truth in the song. But it is important for us to understand that there are questions that we have answers to in this life. It is not as if we are just moving through this life. Moving through the dark without any answers, without any guidance, without any direction. There are some things that we have answers to. And there are some questions that we have answers to. And last week Sunday, I started sharing with you some important truth about this life. To give you an answer about this life and where we are going and what is going to happen to us. 
So I started sharing with you three important appointments of this life. Three important as appointments of this life. And the first appointment that I shared with you is the appointment with death. Everybody say, I have an appointment with death. Now, the way you are saying it tells me that you don't like the subject. But I understand. Because, hey, Elizabeth has come to church. And some church members did not come. When you see them, tell them that when they didn't come to church, Eliza took their place. I know that the subject of death makes us feel very uncomfortable. But it is inevitable. And it is bound to happen. And every single one of us, no matter who we are, our social standing, our educational background, what we have or what we do not have, our age, our sex, irrespective of all of these things, every one of us has an appointment with death. And when we say an appointment, it is an arrangement to meet someone at a particular time and place. And each and every one of us, God has determined a day, a time, and a place where we will exit this world. Hallelujah. Amen. For some, it may come early. For others, it may come late. And I told you last week that you cannot die before your time. Amen. And nobody can kill you before your time. There is a concept called premature death. Which is you die before your time. And different countries have a way of defining it. So, for example, in the United States of America, when you talk about premature death, it means that you died before your 75th birthday. So, when that happens, they say you died prematurely. All I know, ladies and gentlemen, is that everybody's appointment with death has already been fixed. And that is why the psalmist prayed and said, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And much as I know that such discussions may make you feel uncomfortable, it is my duty to reveal these truths to all of us so that we can prepare adequately. Can I have an amen? Amen. Because if you are traveling somewhere, do you not make preparations? You just don't get up and go. Which reminds me of a story I'm sure I've told you before. Once upon a time, there lived a king. A very powerful king. Many, many, many years ago. These were the days when kings ruled the earth. And they had kingdoms that they ruled over. There was one such king who was very great and very powerful. And he had a lot of servants who used to attend to him. But he was particularly fond of one servant of his. This guy was a comedian. A clown. 
So he does silly things. And he makes people laugh. And the king really liked this guy. Because he was very good at what he did. And in those days, they used to call them fools. Yeah, so it was a special name for them. And the king loved his food very much. One day, the guy fooled so much that the king gave him a crown. And he said, from today, I have crowned you the king of fools. Because there's nobody like you. You fool past everybody else where they the world inside. And then he gave him an assignment. He said, I want you to travel through my entire kingdom. And see whether you will find anybody else who can fool more than you. He said, if you find that person, hand over the crown to him. Because you'd have met your meter. So the fool took off on his journey. He traveled to many cities. To many towns. But he never met his meter. Now he fooled past everybody else. And nobody else could do the things that he could do. But on his journey, he received news. That his beloved king was very, very sick and was close to death. And because he loved his king, he cut his journey short and returned back to base because he wanted to be by the side of his beloved king. And immediately he got there, they allowed him entry into the king's bedchamber. And his heart sank when he saw the king. And he realized that what he heard was very true. That the king was very sick. And he was actually dying. And so he sat by his king. And comforted him. At a point there was silence. Because it was like there was nothing more to say. But then suddenly. The fool called that he said, Master. And the master responded, Yes. Then he said, Sir, you are about to go on a very important journey out of this world. Have you prepared? Are you ready? Have you prepared for this journey? And the king sighed. He said, my son. Oh, fool. I haven't prepared. I never thought that this time was going to come at this time for me. So I'm not prepared. When the fool had this, he jumped. And said, what? What are you telling me? You are not prepared for this journey. He said to him, I know you. Whenever you have to travel from base to another town, you send people ahead of you to go and make preparations to make sure that everything is in order and to make sure that everything is in place so that you'll have a comfortable trip. How come that the journey of journeys, the most important journey of your life, you have not made any preparations? He said, even though I am a fool, all my life I have never done anything so foolish then do you know what he did he took up the crown the crown of the fool and then he placed it on his master's head he said collect your thing today I have met my meter you are the most foolish person I have ever met in my life because you didn't prepare. You didn't prepare for the most important journey of your life. What is the moral of this story? 
Because our appointment with death is inevitable. You cannot live your life without thinking about it. And when you think about it, you must ask yourself some very important questions. That where am I going? And what is going to happen to me? Because as for that appointment, you cannot cancel it. Sometimes you have an appointment to see a dentist. But when you think about what the dentist is going to do in your mouth, you decide that I won't go. And you keep postponing. When you speak to dentists, they will tell you that it's very common to have cancelled appointments. Because people don't like the thought of it having to sit in a dental chair and they'll be drilling your teeth and doing all sorts of things to you. And so they will like to keep postponing. It. But ladies and gentlemen, this appointment with death, which is one of the three important appointments of this life. You cannot cancel it. And that's why you must prepare for it. And my sharing this message with you is part of the preparation. Don't ever say anywhere that you didn't know that you have such an appointment. If you didn't know then, today you know. And the first important appointment of your life is your appointment with death. Say thank you, Pastor, for revealing this to me. Appointment number two is an appointment for just uh, for judgment or an appointment with judgment. Remember the first scripture that we read. It says in Hebrews chapter 9, 27. For it is appointed unto men once to die and after death judgment. So right there in that verse, you see two of the three important appointments of this life. He says it is appointed. It means it's an appointment. For men to die which is the first appointment. And then after that, the next appointment is an appointment with judgment. And ladies and gentlemen, when we die, when we exit this world, there is an appointment that we have. And it is an appointment with death, with judgment. An appointment with judgment. Lift up your hand and say, I have an appointment with judgment. And in this appointment, every one of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. There are two types of judgment seats. And there are two types of of judgment. There is judgment for believers. Those who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. They will receive one type of judgment. And that judgment is before the judgment seat of Christ. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. It says, so we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive the things done in the body. According to what he has done. Whether good or bad. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. This judgment. Is a judgment for saints. Or it is judgment for believers. And it's the judgment for the children of God. Those who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. When we stand before that judgment. The issue in contention will not be whether we should be allowed into heaven or not. Because once you die as a believer, your place in heaven is already secure. It's a sure banker for you. Provided you died as a believer and you did not renounce or denounce Jesus. 
your place is already secure. But this judgment before the judgment seat of Christ is to assess every child of God and every believer and to judge our works and our fruits and how we lived our lives after Jesus saved us. So our lives are going to be scrutinized that after the great sacrifice that Jesus made for us in order to save us, what did we do for him? How did we live our lives? Did we live our lives to serve him? Did we live our lives and did good works? Did we bear any fruits for him? All these things are going to be scrutinized. And if we did our best, we will receive rewards. And we will receive crowns. But if we didn't do our best, we will still be allowed into heaven. But we'll be very sad. And we'll cry. And then Jesus will wipe our tears away. And it's going to be a very terrible day. It'll be a day of regrets. Because look at what it cost Jesus to save us. And when he saved us, he had a plan and God's plan is that he would use us to save others and that he would use us to affect other lives but there are some of us as Christians and as believers we are saved alright but we don't do anything for God we don't do anything in his house we don't do anything to help others we live just for ourselves and not for the one who gave his life for us and this morning it is my duty as your pastor to point out to you that you have an appointment with judgment as a Christian and as a child of God where you will be assessed and where you will be judged concerning how you led your life and what you did for God after he saved you. And that's why I encourage you all that do something in the house of God. Get involved in any effort or drive to reach out to others. Use the abilities that God has given to you to serve him and to do something noble to the glory of his name. But the second type of judgment is the judgment for unbelievers and those who are not saved. Revelation 20 verse 11 to 15. I'm closing in a few minutes. New King James Version. It says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead. Small and great. Standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works. By the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged. Each one according to his ways. Then death and hate were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second day. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is what we call the great white throne judgment. And this is judgment for 
unbelievers. A book will be opened. Called the book of life. And if your name is not in the book of life. Then you'll be cast into that terrible place called hell. The book of life. Is the book that contains the names of all those who receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And if you do not bow your knees to Jesus and surrender your life and your heart to him, your name will not be in the book of life. And that is when you would experience this terrible judgment that I'm describing to you. The great white throne judgment. So now, all those whose names are not in the book of life will be thrown into hell. Some people believe that in hell there are compartments. That there are some places that are hotter than others. So depending on how bad, bad, bad you were, you may be put in the hottest place. But if your badness was not too bad, they will put you in a cooler place. Whether hot whether cool it is still fire. So there will be judgment for those who did not receive Jesus And your judgment will be that God gave you the precious gift of his son. But you rejected him. You didn't receive him. You turned your back on him. You heard preacher after preacher tell you about Jesus. You heard a lot of preaching on the streets. On the radio. On the television. On the bars. Along the streets. But you never surrendered your heart to Jesus. The only thing to look forward to is this terrible judgment before the great white throne. And after that, after this will be eternity in hell. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the second important appointment of this life. And the third important appointment of this life is appointment with salvation. Everybody say appointment with salvation. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9 to 10. We read it earlier on and we are reading it again. For God did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him. It says God did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation. And that means we have an appointment with salvation. And this is an, appo- an appointment where you will have an opportunity to encounter Jesus as the Savior. And then you would have to decide what to do with him. Whether to receive him or to reject him. It's your decision. The summary of Jesus and his mission on this earth is in John chapter 3 verse 16. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Ladies and gentlemen, God loves us. God loves you. God loves you more than anybody else loves you. More than your father loves you. More than your mother loves you. More than your husband loves you. More than your wife loves you. And he demonstrated this love by deciding 
that there is a terrible place called hell awaiting these people. Because the wages of sin is death. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's a place called hell that has been prepared for all those who die in their sins. But I love these people. They don't treat me well, but I love them. They don't acknowledge me, but I love them. And I'm going to make provision for them. They cannot take care of their own sins. They can't pay the price for their sins. But I love them. And I'm going to send my only begotten son. Only begotten son. It's not as if God the Father had 21 sons and decided to send the most sons of them to come and die for us. He had only one. And he sent him. And it was a terrible death. It was a terrible experience for Jesus. They rejected him. They tortured him. They ripped his body apart. By the time they finished with him, it was difficult to recognize him. And the Bible said that he had no comeliness that we would even desire. It was an excruciating death that Jesus went But he went through with it. Because he loves you. And because he wants us to be reconciled unto the Father. And after Jesus giving his life, the Father's expectation is that everyone who hears about this will respond to the love of God and will surrender his or her life to Jesus. That is what we call the appointment with salvation. And it is an open appointment. It can happen any day. It can happen any time. It can happen anywhere. But there is only one caveat. Only one warning. It must happen before you die. That's when it should happen. So this appointment with salvation it is open and it can happen anytime. It can happen when you are young. It can happen when you are old. But God is giving all of us an opportunity to experience salvation and to receive Jesus as Lord and it is an open invitation. But this is God's message to us. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. Which is my last scripture. New Living Translation. It says, for God says, at just the right time. I said New Living Translation, if you don't mind. At just the right time. I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is when? Is when? The right time is when? Now, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next year. And there are people I'm speaking to this morning. You've had this message of salvation over and over again. But the decision that you need to take, you keep postponing it. You keep procrastinating. You say, oh, next time. Or say, next week. Or when I'm older. There are some people who think that I want to enjoy life now. Let me chill. Let me blow time. When I'm older, and I can't go to the club anymore. And I can't do certain things anymore. Then I will surrender my life to Jesus. The Bible says today, when you say harden not your heart. This morning, I present Jesus to you. And you have 
an appointment with salvation. So my question to you is, what is your response? Maybe this is your first time coming to church. Perhaps when you were coming, you were expecting that we are coming to hear another kind of message. Those messages, we preach them. But today, fortunately or unfortunately for you, I didn't preach those kind of messages that will excite you and make you roll over and lift up your hand and say, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. There's no I receive it in this because we are talking about serious things. And I am bargaining for your soul. I don't know where, where I'll see you again. I don't know where I'll meet you again. Some of you, this is the, this may be the only time that I will see you here. And as God will have it, he laid this message on my heart to share with you. Actually, last Sunday, I was supposed to finish the message. It was just a one-off message. But for some reason, it's extended into another week. Who knows whether it's because of you that this message was broken down into two parts. Today, I present to you Jesus and I'm saying to you, my friend, what are you waiting for? What more can we say? What other evidence can we present? What do I have to do to convince you to surrender your heart to Jesus? What more should I present to you my to take this important decision of life? It says today when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Maybe in your head you are saying, Oh, that they are just trying to frighten no. us. They say, yeah. They say, yeah. That these pastors, they are always deceiving us. It's not true. No. When you die, you are like a goat. No. No. Dead and gone. No. There is no heaven. But heaven be any there is no hell. hell is you want to gamble with this? <laughs> Do you actually want to gamble with this? Because you discover. If you say, that it is the truth. I end with this story. Two fishes were swimming. An older fish. And then a younger inexperienced fish. As they were swimming. They saw a piece of meat. In the water. And then the younger fish, the inexperienced one, started to swim towards the meat, thinking that it is dinner. As it was swimming that way, the older fish said to him, Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Then the younger fish said, Why? He said, don't go. He said, that meat that you are seeing, it is attached to a hook. And the hook is attached to a rope. And the rope is attached to a stick. And there is a man in a boat who is holding the stick. He's wearing a hat. His cut is with him. And he's trying to catch you. If you go for that piece of meat, the hook will catch you. And he will draw you out. And he has prepared some fire to roast you. And your bones will give it to his cat. So don't go for it. So they swam away. But the young fish, as he was swimming away, he kept looking back. Kept looking back. So they said, mm. This old man fish. Is he telling me the truth? Is it not that he wants to catch the meat for himself? The doubts just kept increasing. So at the point, the older fish swam. And then the young fish told himself, Yeah, he's lying. So he swam back. 
Put the juicy piece of meat. Opened his mouth. As he went in for the meat, the hook caught him. The fisherman drew the fish. And as it came out of the water, he saw the rope. He saw the stick. He saw the fisherman. He saw him wearing his hat. He saw the fire. He saw the cat. And the last thing he said to himself, as they were chopping his head off, the old man told me the truth. But it was too late. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is, no matter what you do, it is the truth. Don't make the mistake of rejecting it today because you wake up tomorrow and find out that you are full of yourself. Today when you hear his voice, had they not your heart, rise to your feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Please stay right where you are. This is a very solemn moment. And I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I've been touched by the word of God. And I know that God is speaking to me today. And this morning, I have decided that I will not postpone my appointment with salvation anymore. Today, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to him. The one who loved me and gave his life for me, I want to surrender my heart to him. Pastor, can you please pray with me? Yes, I can pray with you. And as every head is bowed, and every eye closed, I don't want you to be intimidated by whoever is standing by you. Salvation is an individual affair. It is between you and your God. And if you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. God bless you. Your right hand. Lift it up very clearly. I say, forget about all those standing by you, what they think is between you and your God. Lift that hand up very clearly. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. You may be watching me online. And you need Jesus in your heart. Lift up your hand right where you are. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. Now, if you've lifted up your hand, I want you to prove that you are not ashamed of Jesus. And I want you to move from your seat and come and meet me right in front of you. You have decided that no more games with God. Come. If you raise your hand, come and meet me right I'm waiting for you. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Come to Jesus right now. I saw you. You raised your hand. Come to Jesus right now. Come to him right now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye. There are at least three more people in the congregation. Maybe you are watching. But I sense that there are three people. But I believe that they are in the congregation right now. You should be standing in front of you. But there's a voice speaking to you. That don't go for it. Just dismiss what they are saying. But your heart is beating. And you know that God is speaking. I want you to move from your church and come and join this Because God is trying to get you. There are three people. Three. Come to Him now. Not tomorrow. 
Because what if tomorrow doesn't come for you? Come to Jesus. Now. I have two. There is one last person. You know that you know that you know that God is speaking to you right now. He's knocking at the door to your heart. Please don't turn away from him. Don't reject his hand that is stretched out to you. Come to Jesus now. I am bargaining for your soul. There's one more person. One more. Come to Jesus. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Hallelujah. Let's all close our eyes. And let's say this prayer. And for those of you standing in front, plus anybody who is giving his life to Christ online, say this prayer with me. Pray from your heart and mean everything that you're saying. Say, Heavenly Father, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to come and die for me to pay the price for my sins. You have touched my heart. You have won my heart. And so today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my all. Please receive me as your child. And for the rest of my life, I will serve you. I will live for you. Please help me to stand for you for the rest of my life. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. I thank you that today, 12th March, 2023, I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.